and we are live with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am Nicholas Pavona, and I am joined alongside today by Andrew Johnson, Grayson Cheapy G Marino, and our special guest today for our MLB content, Russell Gaudet, as we are going to recap the first half of the MLB season as a whole, and then look back at the All-Star Game weekend as well as going in to the second half of this year's MLB season. But guys, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on the show, so just wanted to ask overall, how was everyone's 4th of July? Fantastic. I spent it in the Dominican Republic, uh, wishing I was in America. Uh, Russell, I'd like to thank you. Welcome to the show, but uh, let's go into the, everyone else's 4th of July, everyone's long breaks. Everyone have a good time? Uh, yeah, I just hate to have to follow you up with that because I did nothing. <laughs> uh, so, But I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you, I drove, uh, to Long Island, and then I drove home. I celebrated with another special guest of ours, Sean Mulligan, for his birthday, and that was about it. Well, uh, yes, shout out to a longtime listener, Sean, on his uh, on, on his birthday, a belated birthday. And Johnson, you and I will have a special time with him for the Mets Marlins game later on the season. That will be a fun time to say the least. <laughs> Sick invite. You, there's still time for that. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get into this MLB season as a whole in the first half. And it's probably one, been one of the most wacky seasons we've had so far in terms of a lot of surprises, whether that be good or bad, in Major League Baseball. And I, I think, for me, it's a lot of surprises in terms of teams that we didn't expect to be in their current positioning that they are really having a breakout year. Got Teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks are having a great season. Baltimore has had a big step this year as well. The Texas Rangers, just to name a few. Um, and now the Cincinnati Reds, too. And say, the Marlins. Hey, Johnson can attest for me. A couple weeks ago, when we talked about Ellie De La Cruz getting called up, I said the Reds oh, could yeah, be that a was it. to win the division. Yeah, um, no, when he when he debuted and he went for the cycle by his, like, I don't know, his it was what, two his weeks in. game. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. by his 15th game, like, that was it. Like, all right, <laughs> they're winning the division. Yep. <laughs> so that's just the, you know, one of the caveats we've had in this first half of the season. Then you look at some of the teams that have been disappointing. You look at teams like the Cardinals. The unfortunately, Russ, the New York Mets have been disappointing. The Padres, um, it's just been a wild time in this first half of the year. And I think it be, it's best time to look back at what has happened in this first half of the season now with the All Star break just wrapping up as of yesterday and now seeing what will happen in the second half based off of what's gone down in the first half of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think the most shocking for me, honestly, is coming out of the American League West. The Texas Rangers in first place over the Houston Astros with a plus almost 150 run differential. That is something I don't think any of us could have saw at the beginning of this season. You know, o- Oakland is to be expected. I did think the Mariners and the Angels were going to be a little better than yeah, they currently the are. But the Texas Rangers really out of nowhere. And especially with 95 of the season as it is without Jacob DeGrom, that was just something... I really didn't think they had in them, and I'm happy for them. You know, Texas is a, a solid team. I think they're a little young, too, especially with those two guys in the middle infield. Yeah. But didn't did they did have the Astros come the All-Star break? Yeah, God bless Texas. <laughs> I think you'll... It's not a really good line. But, like, we even say that, but their lineup had a ton of potential. If they were just on, and they just so happened that this season, they're cooking. Like, and, I, and I said it a couple of days ago. I, I forgot who I mentioned it to, but it all comes down to the manager. Bruce Bochy's done a hell of a job with that team. I mean, you look at Russell said it, you know, near plus 150 run differential 
They're playing really good baseball overall. Nate Evaldi has been a Cy Young candidate for them this season, despite the fact that they lost Jacob DeGrom. They also just traded for Aroldis Chapman a couple weeks, a couple, I think it was a couple weeks ago, to help that bullpen for their potential postseason run. So Texas isn't a good spot. They could also make some more moves at the trade deadline, which is in a couple weeks. So there's a lot of potential for this Rangers team to get into the postseason. But before we look into the whole AOS as a whole, let's get into some of the other divisions of the AL. We'll start off with the American League East. And unfortunately for myself and for any Yankee fan, Tampa Bay is just once again playing some unbelievable baseball right now. They are right up there with the Rangers in run differential, just a run better than them, plus 149 that run differential department, 58 and 35 at the all-star break. They have the best record in the American League by far. And they're just doing it on both sides of the ball. They're hitting a lot of home runs. They're getting some great pitching from guys like Shane McClanahan. And they really look to be a formidable you know, force in the American League. Yeah, I mean, we said it during the MLB preview for the whole entire season. Tampa Bay just always finds a way to piss off the rest of the division. You know, No matter what their roster is compro- uh, comprised of, they'll always be there. And just this season, you know, off to the historic start that they had, basically never losing a game. Now to on pace for like 116 wins as it stands right now they look to be unstoppable but that division is really hard as we know every single team is above 500 and every single yeah. team in the american league east would be in first place in both centrals <laughs> yep yeah pretty much uh yep. hysterical to think about i mean russell kind of hit the nail around the head there we talked yeah. about tampa bay one of the we knew they were going to be good but a team that we didn't really expect baltimore Really coming out, not out of nowhere. We always I knew they said had watch out for them this year. Yeah, we always knew they had the talent, but this is really seems to be a breakout year. Yeah. Uh, almost 20 games above 500. Uh, second in the division right now, 54 and 35. Uh, they are who the Yankees thought they were right now. Uh, co- contending to maybe win the division. Uh, yeah. I know Tampa Bay had a really hot start, and they slowed down just a, just a smidge since then. Uh, three and seven currently on a little bit of a skid right now in the last 10 games. Maybe they could turn around going out of the all-star break but listen what's even scarier is this team isn't going away anytime soon nope <laughs> this team is going to get better because grayson rodriguez isn't even him yet when yeah. this dude finds his when he finds himself this is going to be a problem and, and then go on go on and then i want to add my favorite prospect oh you know it, yeah. well, here it is picked in the first round in 2020 he had some problems Every and he time, dominated yeah, college. listen 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 He's 24 years old. He's in AAA. He has over one OPS. With he's batting 320. Heston Kirkstad. When they add him to that lineup, God help the rest of that division. I wouldn't want to play in that division. Well, it's funny you mentioned guys that they've added to their lineup. Look at some of the recent calls they've done overall with their team, and it's really helped them revitalize what they are. Colton Kowser got called up. Jordan Westbrook got called up. They did have Grayson Rodriguez, as you mentioned. Did have a lot of you know rough patches in his season, so he got sent back down. But he is starting to look really good again at AAA. I think he has an ERA near 1.5 in his last five starts. So he yeah, has been, a little bit of a role. <laughs> so he could be getting a major league call up once again, a little bit maybe closer towards September. Uh, they also have Gunnar Henderson, who they've had, who's been really good for them. Ali Rutschman has been an absolute beast for them. We knew that going into the year that he was going to be good. He's taken it up another level. Had an unbelievable performance in the home run derby as well. And you're right. They, they're going to be a team that is going to be very tough to compete with for the next decade probably 
because they're just so, that very young. What I think too though is fun about this team is they're going to add at the deadline, and if they add a really good pitcher, they need a forget starter. Forget about it. If they get a good starter, it's over. I that's so even. Oh, so I think the scariest part about it is the average age of this lineup is probably about twenty five or twenty. I was going to say twenty six. Yeah, like, I think twenty about twenty five would be the. Probably right, and we didn't even mention this guy, but Gunnar Henderson, which I think is the best player on this team. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think he, I think he's by far. I think he's got the speed, he's got the power, uh, and he's the youngest player in this lineup. I'm not so him. He's gonna be a problem the next decade. Adley, Adley's a, Adley's yeah, probably yeah, Adley is great. I get it. Like I know, he's established himself as one of the best catchers. Yeah. It's hard Adley to the best catcher in the league. It, no, no, he's close. He's close. Still the best catcher. He's getting there though. So I know the two completely. It's hard to you know compare you know catcher to third baseman or whatever, but you gotta realize Gunnar Henderson's only twenty two years old, and uh, yeah, there's he's still already flirting with all star potential. So to yeah. me, that's uh, yeah, that's own places. And we've got the mention Austin Hayes too, who was also <laughs> who just made the all star team too. Saying three fourteen on the season, he's having an unbelievable <laughs> year as well. Anthony Santander also had a really rough stretch of the season. He has picked it up, too. He's been hitting a lot of home runs for this team. So Baltimore is very scary, and they could be making some noise in this year's postseason. Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to take a dig at you guys as Yankee know, fans, but Aaron Hicks he's leaves the Bronx and is somehow raking. He's like Joey no. Gallo just in Baltimore. No, no. <laughs> like, like, listen, I, do I think it's a stain for Aaron Hicks? I mean, who was to tell he's been in a slump for God knows how long in New well, York? Maybe he just maybe he just needed the change of scenery, but I, I think they're liking the production out of him so far. And how could you not? No, I mean, listen, depth is always good for a team that's trying to compete. He is definitely good for depth purposes. For me, wise, I was very happy to see him go. I was never a big fan of him to begin with, so I'm not gonna go more into that. Um, you look at the rest of this division, and Russell mentioned it. I mean, every single team is above 500. They would easily be in first place in the AL Central. And almost in the NL Central, if not for the Cincinnati Reds surges of late. But you look at Toronto, it's been an up and down year for them. Alec Manoa had a really bad first half of the season, just got recently called back up, did have a good start before the All Star break. Um, Kevin Gossman has been a Cy Young candidate for them this season as well. They've had some great contributions from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bobachette, as you would expect. And they just need to be consistent. I think that's been the problem for this team. They haven't been as consistent as they could really hope for. And you look at the same thing for the other teams in the division, like the Yankees and the Red Sox. There just hasn't been a lot of consistency with these other three teams. And that's why it's kind of hurting them as they all chase for a wild card spot. Yeah, and I think one thing that goes um, against Toronto is they have hit a lot of home runs, 102 to be exact, but their pitching staff has given up 117. Yeah. So just that, you know, it's not a lot. It's only a 15 differential, but that's just something you need to turn around in your favor if you're really going to fight for that wild card spot come September. I will, I will say one thing, I guess, maybe to cap off this, uh, the AL East. Uh, four out of five of these teams could end up in the playoffs. It's very it's, it's possible. Very, yeah. It's very possible because Houston's only half a game ahead of the Yankees and I think one game or two games ahead of the, uh, the, Red, the Red Sox. Sox. So it's very possible at this point that four out of five of these teams make the playoffs and the fifth team goes above 500. Maybe they go like eight, they get eighty five wins and they dismiss out. So Didn't it's kind of crazy. Though, not too long ago, like I don't know about well, definitely not four out of f- out of five, but maybe three was, out of five. No, I think it was like, the NL East for three out of five, pretty recently because I know it was the Marlins, the Braves, and uh, 
No, but I was Nationals, talking about like, or was the whole the division like clearing like five hundred. I would have to double check that. I don't. I want to say it was the AL East a couple years ago. Probably I, was. We all know it's the best division in baseball. Yeah. It's the yeah. definitely the hardest division. It's not even close. What um, do you mean? Well, let's it's, get... it's clearly the it's clearly the NL Central, and that's not even up for no. Right. I think I think the AL Central has definitely a, you know a bone to pick with. I mean, look at the rest. Of the, look at this division as a whole. Cleveland Guardians, who, and I'm going to say this: when we did this show in the beginning in March, we all thought maybe, just maybe, this could be a sneaky World Series contender. Boy, have we been wrong about this Cleveland Guardians team! Now they are in first place. But with a record of 45 and 45, they are just 500 going into the All-Star break. But that is good enough for first place in the division. Minnesota has been very inconsistent, especially as of late. And now they've essentially, you know, they had the division in first place for most of the year. They lost it just on the last day of the, of the All-Star break. And then the rest of the division, Detroit, who is in third place, but still 10 games under 500. But that's still good enough for five and a half back for first place. And then the White Sox have had a bad year. They're still kind of in contention. I don't understand that White Sox team. I just, and I never the Royals, will. unfortunately, just the Royals. They're they're tanking right now. Not good for them. I'm glad they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you say that. And that's on 2015, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You know, I, I feel uh, bad for the Twins, though. I mean, there's so many likable guys in that roster. Byron Buxton, Michael A. Taylor, Joey Gallo. struggling for them really badly. There's so many guys with, like, man, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan. Like, there's so many guys. Pablo like, wow. Did, I really... Their rotation's been their best. Oh, the yeah, 100%. Team, Pablo is great. Joe Ryan's great. Uh, Sonny Gray is cooking right now. But this, that's what I'm saying. There's so many likable guys. It's like, you really just hope they could just string it together. But... And I saw, that's why I talk about the inconsistency. Look at Joe Ryan's last couple of starts before the All-Star break. They have been very, very bad. I think he's allowed, I want to say, 13 or 14 runs in his last three starts. He has uh, just not been the same type of pitcher yeah, since. 13, 13 yeah, runs in his last he has been He hasn't been the same since the beginning of the season. He still has a winning record, but that ERA has jumped significantly. And then okay. Sonny Gray has been good. Pablo Lopez has been good. They both made the All-Star team. Um I think they just have to find consistency as a whole, and I think they have to trade for a bat maybe at the trade deadline to even have a chance to come back and win the division. I'm also yeah. always going to cheer for this guy. I'm going to cut you off. I'm also, also I'm always going to cheer for Kenta Maeda. I know he had a really horrific start, but um, I'm yeah. hoping he can uh, he can turn around too. How old is he now? I felt he's 35. Up, he, he's up there. He might be like 60 at this rate. I feel like that guy's been in the league since. Like, if you're complaining about him, then I don't know why you're not complaining about guys like Rich Hill. Oh, I do complain about Rich Hill. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, with the Twins, too, I think one guy you failed to mention because you were naming likable players, uh, Carlos Correa. I left him out specifically. Uh, He's definitely yeah. not a likable player to me. Yeah, I, I don't think Twins fans like him too much either because, you know, he He's comes back player. after that whole offseason debacle, has not been good. That ankle that the Giants and Mets both said was an issue uh, yeah. is happens to be plaguing him. Who would have thought? I mean, um, look, look at the team as a whole. I think they have, if you look, and, and, and I like Royce Lewis a lot, and he just can't stay healthy. And I really feel bad for him because I think he could be a really young, bright player for that team. He just can't seem to stay healthy whenever needed be. But you look at the team batting average-wise, not a lot of people are hitting above 260 on the season for this team. I think just two players in total. That's really bad. That's horrible. And the fact that they have a chance to win the division 
that just goes to show. And we kind of knew this going into the season that the division would not be this good. But we didn't think it would be this bad. Don't let Joey Gallo get hot. If he stays healthy. <laughs> what is he, like a buck, a buck 80 right now? Uh, like a buck 80, buck 90, but he hits he hits dingers. So, that's, I mean, like. I mean, that's what, uh, we all know that's what he's for. He, he's a home run or a strike. That's why, that's why they sent him to the Bronx to the short porch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll, and uh, when we get back into later on the show, we'll make our picks for who we think will win the division based off of nobody. Well, no one really should win the division to begin with. But I'm just saying in general, we'll make all our picks for each division before we wrap up today's show. But we'll go into finally for the AL and the American League West. And this has been a good division, I mean, for the most part. I mean, obviously, the Angels as of, as of late haven't been what they were at the beginning of the season. The Mariners have kind of been disappointing considering where we expected them to be. But we mentioned the Texas Rangers. They have been unbelievable so far. They have hit a rough, a rough stretch as of late. They're starting to lose a little bit. And it's allowed the Houston Astros to gain some ground in that division now. Only two back in the AL West while also maintaining a wild card spot. Yeah, this division is just, I, I don't, the Angels just frustrate the living hell out of me. They're going to be an interesting team the next couple of weeks with Otani. Oh, Otani's got to get traded. He's not. Otani will be in Miami Marlins. That's my prediction. They haven't. They have said multiple occasions that they do not want to trade him if they're still in contention. They're idiots. Which you makes no sense because, like, if you don't, so if you're in the spot right now, seven games back in the American League is not going to cut it for a wild card spot. Considering one one of the American League Central teams is going to get one of them, and the rest of the American League is going to get the other ones. Right now, they're five so, back like, the last wild card. Yeah, so, like, is it feasible? Yes, but come the deadline in, like, around a month or so, if you see yourself skidding and not, not going to be eliminated soon, you got to get some return. It's kind of like Baltimore and Manny Machado. You know you're not going to do keep, much. you got to get that. got to get something back. Keep in it's mind, Mike Trout is injured yeah. again, and oh, whoa, that, that is really going to hurt this team the next couple of weeks. I, that's really going to hurt them overall offensively because outside of Otani, who's having an unbelievable season once again, the Angels are just really not good when it comes to their bats. And I, I don't disagree with maybe trading Otani, but it, it that problem is you got to find a really tough trade package because you're essentially trading for two players at once. Oh, so I don't care. You trade the house for that, man. No, meaning, meaning that the Angels need to find the right like trade oh, to fix that forces because they have one of the worst farm systems in all baseball. They're and, just a horribly run organization. Well, everyone knew that for years. And I don't know. I think they are going to be a very interesting team. Maybe that's one of the trades we are going to predict maybe at the end of the show because we will make a our own you know trade scenario before we wrap up today's show. That could be one of them. And I wouldn't be surprised because Otani right now, he's his market is going to heat up the next couple of weeks considering how the Angels have been playing. I'm going to be honest. I really think without Otani and Trout, this is the Oakland A's. Yeah. Honestly. This, this is I, literally the Oakland A's. I really A's, don't disagree with that at all. With a guy that's, you know, a Cy Young pitcher and an MVP hitter. And Mike Trout, whose potential, had, if he's ever healthy, is the best player in baseball. I mean, can we uh, – hold on. Mike Trout has had two seasons in his entire career where he hasn't been 100 percent, and we just act like he's not healthy every season. Can we can we stop I, this for a second? Bro, he is hurt every year, man. No, we come on, bro. Like you're kidding me right now. This is a good chunk of games every year. Yeah, okay. Define a good chunk right now. 
He misses what at least 40, I'd 50 like, minimum. Yeah. No, like, no, yeah, the last two seasons, sure, like 2021, 2023. Got the COVID year anyway. Yeah, the COVID year he played 53 out of 60 games. 2021. Wow. In 2021, he plays 36. One nine, he, he plays missed. 119 last year. He plays yeah. one. He's up 81 this year. Before that's 134, 140, 114, 159, 159, 157, 157, 139. Like the dude, no, no, the dude. Don't act like he's injured every season. This is a this is a new thing for him. I, I think I think we make it sound like he's always injured because it's just a guy who brings so much to an otherwise lack lackluster team that him being off the field just makes so much more of a difference than anybody else in the sport. And I it think does. that's why I get so blown out of proportion. Him being out one game is like every other player being out five. Like it's not even close. Look at look at some of the Angels games without him since they he got it hurt. They they can't hit They're right awful. now. And when they do get some kind of offensive production, it's they can't Otani. pitch. And you're right; it's mostly from Otani. And how much more do you want this man to do? I don't know. I, like, we kind of knew this was going to happen when Otani signed there; that he might be in the same scenario. Money, hey, listen, money talks, and Otani will get a lot of that in the off season. Oh, he's getting a bag in the off season. Um, Actually, but, he's getting the whole truck. So we'll have to see where. If or if he gets traded during the trade deadline in the next couple of weeks, um, it could be to maybe one of the NL contenders, as the Angels maybe might not want to trade him in the American League. Um, we'll shift over to the NL while talking about that, and we'll talk off about the NL East. And Russell, unfortunately for you, the Atlanta Braves are just having another unbelievable season. They are also up there with teams like Tampa Bay and Texas in terms of run differential plus one forty-seven on the year. Best record in all of baseball with 60 wins and 29 losses. That's also unfortunate for you, Johnson, because the Miami Marlins, you got to tip their cap to them. 53 wins at the at the All-Star break. Second best record in the National League. They are having a very, very surprising year, and it's very fun to watch them right now. Yeah, all this with a minus five run differential, but who cares yeah. about that? Not me. There's been a and, lot of games where you've been blown out. That's that's why. It's oh, bad. yeah, yeah. Now, the Marlins, I think, are 23-5 and five in one in one run games like this in games uh, decided by like one I know but it was the exact opposite the last two years so you gotta swing back to the mean eventually and yeah Atlanta's really good 16-29 you know you expect to be back back good maybe even a little better when you're stealing signs like them Um, but but yeah we'll we'll see how they do in the postseason when they you know when they start checking them uh, what it's for what for what out there I didn't say anything no no comment that's a little toxic no, make, make continue your point. Yeah, but you know Miami's having a great season. I'm enjoying watching them. Uh, I, you know what? I, the Jazz center field experiment is going okay. I think we should just move them back to the infield though, especially if Gene Segura sucking uh, really for lack bad. of better. Yeah, for lack of better terms. Arias uh, so, has been amazing though for you. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. He's been he's been great. He's been the Everything. MVP of the season. And yeah. what's even crazier is it, when Sandy gets back the form because eventually he's going to start swinging back to the medium, even if it's, he's going to average like a three year right for the rest of the season, you know, it's obviously going to get shelled a little bit after his last season, just, you know, kind of go back to the medium. And when you get, when jazz was healthy for the last couple of weeks, he looked really good. It looked like he was getting back to form. So when this team's finally firing on all cylinders, this team's going to be dangerous. First round upset in the MLB, uh, it's the MLB postseason. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, you also look at the pitching. You talked about it. Yeah, Lazardo's been really good for them this year as well. Yuri Perez, when he got called up, was was amazing. D 
did get called down. There's an innings limit, you know, issue with that. So we'll have to see when or if he does get called back up. But he was doing really good. Was definitely up for NL Rookie of the Year consideration with the way he was pitching. And you're right. I mean, the Marlins bullpen also has been pretty good as well. And that's what's been keeping them in these games. A lot of one-run games. Yeah, A.J. Puck is actually really good. Yeah, and for just for J.J. Bleday. Right? I know. Imagine. So there's been that. I talked about the Braves. We we know how good they've been hitting-wise. Acuna is having an MVP year. 33, uh, 333 batting average around that, I think it is. Um He's up there in home runs again, 41 stolen bases. He's just been unbelievable. Strider's been a Cy Young candidate for them as well. And Matt Olson's also starting to hit a lot of home runs. I think he's at 29 now on the season. Definitely leads the National League in that category. The Braves are just scary. And they're That's right now, so they got to be a lot of people's pick to win the World Series this year. They're such a deep team. Like, their I mean, lineup look at the All-Star is game. terrifying. They you a, don't have an easy out against they, that lineup. They had. They had I know it's hard when you look at the team. It's really hard when you when they know pitch, pitch is coming too. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I just love the double narrative because I I could have made that same argument for Houston. And you would have told me that was crap. Yep. Yeah, it would have been funny though. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Then you look at the rest of the division. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Grayson. Uh, no, you it, want to make a point? No, you're it, Honestly, it's more just the fact of they're still missing probably one more starter. Like, if they get one more starter, it's over. Well, Max Freed, I think, is coming back. For, or Soroka. We want to, I think Soroka, actually. It wasn't Max Freed. I think but Soroka. They're, they're going to get like, healthier. Yeah, but I'm saying more of like an impact right now. Like, at the deadline. You add another starter. See, I don't think that's where they go with that. I think you they're going to go to the bullpen? I they think need bullpen. I think it would be they more do. bullpen help. Iglesias has been all right for them, but I don't no, know. I mean, their bullpen's could, not great. You could definitely means. add to that bullpen. They need they need guys. If you want to make Iglesias your, your closer, that's fine. He's still good for that. You need guys to get to that point to get him that save. I think that's Honestly, where they need to go to. I just – I wish they had one more dominant starter. You know what I'm saying? Like – Strider can go out there and give you. Strider's having an unbelievable season. He had, he, I think Johnson, you, you and I were talking about. It. I think he has 160 strikeouts already on the season. Yes, sir. Like Elder's been, yeah, it's Elder's been good. Absurd. Yeah, and Max Fried made a rehab start. I think like three days ago. Oh, so yeah. So he's so so yeah. So he's on his way back. Yeah, so they're getting healthier. That. That, that, okay. That's that's then what's you know dangerous what? about the Maybe. team too. Yeah, they have 60 <laughs> wins and they still haven't been fully healthy. They still are missing the, people from the rotation staff. Is... Still not healthy. Yeah, yeah they're terrifying. I, I'm telling you, add a bullpen guy for that team, and maybe one or two relievers. You might have a fully formed team that could easily win a world championship this year. Yeah, but you know what? This is always the you stack up the already loaded team, and they crumble it, in the playoffs. It could. This it's possible. Screams it. This screams that scenario. Um, then we'll go into the rest of the division. How about the Phillies? I know that they had a rough start the team season doesn't as exist. well. Uh, yeah, I know. I know how you and Russell feel about them, but you have to admit they're starting to look like how they did last season. They had a really rough patch to start the year. They have been red hot as of late. I think they've won twenty seven out of the last thirty five games, something like that. It's some, no, but, it's some stat like that. They have been but, playing some good baseball. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy when um, Bryce Harper kind of gets lost in the mix. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy when you think about that. That dude is like, 
he's not even the star. It's it's the Nick Castellanos uh, Castellanos show right now. Unbelievable. He's a guy in Philadelphia right now. He's batting over 300. He's got 13 home runs in the season. Uh, He's the guy there. Everyone thought maybe be. Oh my God! You have JT Realmuto. You got Trey Turner. You got got Bryce Harper. You have then you have you think. Yeah. You have all these guys that are, and then you have okay, they're gonna have like the complimentary pieces. They're gonna have like Cassianos. He'll be complimentary. Schwarber will be complimentary. Um, then like Alec, yeah. yeah, and then like, guys like Alec Bohm. Is it strange that Brandon Marsh is better than Bryce Harper this season? Can I say that? Uh, I don't know about that. Can I say that? I, I it's, mean, close. It's, it's, it's close. I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, I mean, Harper has the better the better batting average. Marsh has also played like almost thirty more games than him. Yeah. 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 So the sample size. Yeah, I, I think you're kind of. Uh, Am I reaching too hard there? Yeah, Am I, it's, really my anti, really it's my anti. It's my Phillies narrative, really. Yeah. I, I yeah. Can't listen, really man. You, you know how much I don't like Bryce Harper, and that that's that's pulled. I saw you back there. Bryce Harper <laughs> when we went to that Phillies game. Um, and the thing of it too, like this, but their, their rotation has been up and down this year as well for them. Noel hasn't been. What didn't really start the season off great has been somewhat of himself as of late. Zach Wheeler's been on and off as well. Taiwan Walker is starting to win a lot of games down the stretch going into the All Star break. They just got back Ranger Suarez as well. And yeah, and then can we talk about Craig Kimbrell as well? I feel I like he's by, he, he's finding a research, like he's yeah. playing very well for them at the closer spot. Yeah, he's I mean, the Phillies have a good bullpen. They have good depth there. Is there I think Anthony Dominguez. Yeah, Dominguez has been all right for them. I mean, Alvarado has been pretty good for them. I was going to say, well. Jose Alvarado is probably the, uh, the guy there. Oh, I mean, I think they're both on the IL at the moment, actually, I Sir think, Anthony and Alvarado. I, I know Alvarado. If the Phillies is. get an- another starter, I think that's what they could use for this team. Because I think they've been rolling with Matt Strom a lot this season as their number five, and he's more of like a long reliever in terms. Oh, he's, he's been good, though. I know, yeah. he's been good. But I'm saying, I'm saying, if you put him back into his bullpen, like you know, kind of make him the long reliever, and get a number, a true number five, that could help the Phillies. Not saying the Strom hasn't been bad. I just think uh, you need another starter for that rotation, or even maybe another bat. They need one of the two. I think I would lean more towards pitching if they want to get back to the postseason. Yeah, because I honestly, I think that this lineup as it stands is serviceable. I mean, maybe if you had to go somewhere. Um... If Bryce Harper is able to throw, put him in the outfield over Schwarber, that would be my only recommendation. But if that's not going to happen, maybe just pick up another bat so Kyle Schwarber isn't out and left every day. Right. Yeah, is Bryce Harper's elbow still screwed up? He's been playing nothing but DH. Okay. Yeah, he I, he came back from Tommy John very early. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was like fully. And he's still yet. hitting two seventy, despite the fact. No, oh, he, I, was, no, I was just wondering more of like his fielding, like if you they were able. No, to throw him out no, there. no, no, he's now, not fielding. Now, okay. Johnson, I need you to do me a favor when I'm talking about this next team. And, Russell, I'm going to apologize in advance. I need you to play something for me when we talk about this next team. Because, unfortunately, oh, I got it. they have been a very disappointing team this year. Uh, I, I think that's good. I gotta go Frank the Tank on your ass. I'll tell you this: Mets fans have not been having the time of the life right now with the way the season has gone. As of late, they have been on a they were on a winning streak before they lost the last two to the Padres, so they started to get things going a little bit. But I'll let you take the floor, Russell, if you want to. For this, 
I know uh, you have a lot of things to say about the Mets. It's been a really frustrating first half of the season. Yeah, I mean, for the sake of time, I won't go on what I would on a Saturday night with you guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's just been it's just it's just been all around shit show, man. I just think it's a kind of like Verlander and Scherzer just aren't the guys that we thought they should have been. Cody Senga, like for all intents and purposes, is the ace right now. Cody Senga is actually pitching very well. Yeah. He has his his worst inning every game is the first, and then he shakes it off and is pretty much lights out. Um, and then I just think Buck has also mismanaged a lot of games and a lot of players because right now, like, he mismanaged Beatty playing third. That's a guy you need out there every day. Um, and then you got guys like Mark Vientos and Ronnie Mauricio who are still in Syracuse. And they're two young guys, and Mark Vientos has proven it at the major league level, and Mauricio has been raking in AAA all season long. So the fact that, you know, don't get me wrong, Danny Burgers, he stole my heart last year, but the fact that he's on the roster and we don't have guys like these two younger kids up, it, it just makes you think, like, what's going on? Yeah, I think but you that's look- not fair to Buck, though, either. Like- Listen, like, Buck, I do like Buck, but there has been a handful of times this season where oh, he's no. just made in very questionable decisions managing the game. I'm talking more of the roster than, like – anything. I think like, the yeah, gripe uh, is starting guys like Daniel Vogelback in the lineup. But Danny Brace. Listen, I, I agree, and I'm happy that he's you know hitting a little better since we gave him a break, but just Buck playing him every day and being like, he's going to shake out of it. That like If the guy's in the slump, the guy's in the slump. He's not going to break out of it going 0 for 4 every day. Now, yeah. do you want to do you want to talk shit to Grayson for how badly he's been mushing Pete Alonso in terms of batting average this year? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Pete, Pete hasn't played up to par. Um, does have does have twenty six home runs? That's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, he's got twenty six home runs. Um, did spend a very short stint on the IL, um, and he he's still been solid. But the entire team as a whole, just the batting is down. Like yeah. Lindor, Lindor has been a stud. He leads. He's either First or top three um, among shortstops in pretty much every single offensive category. He was um, also robbed of an all-star appearance. Yeah, That I can agree with. Brendan Nimmo the same way. And Francisco Alvarez, you know, the catcher, we're finally putting him in every day. And he's been heating up. His power bat, his clutch gene have been exactly what this team needs. And his defense has been really solid, too. Um, well, yeah, that men- mental mistakes have plagued this team for right, for the entire season so no, far no, um but yeah i mean we're all we're we're a lot of games back in the division but we're not far out of 500 so i think that after the all-star break i think this team can pick it up you know we we, we have the cast to do it it's just a matter of if they can manage to make things work yeah listen coming from a yankee fan we i there's nothing really for me to brag about anyway because the yankees have also been really bad especially without Aaron judge so there's not much i can really say about them but going back to the Mets, I mean, you look at hitting overall. I mean, the best bag average of the team is a 277 bag average for Tommy Pham. The Mets have to get some hitting, whether it be from their own, you know, their own team or just from the trade deadline. However, I think they should go out and try to get a starting pitcher if they're still trying to compete for this year. And they, they, I think overall they have no choice because you put so much money into this team. You have to try to go out and compete. But they really need another starter because they can't be rolling out guys like Carlos Carrasco. And, yes, David Peterson, as of late, has been decent. 
can't be rolling out these guys if you're going to be in a potential playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, one thing to look forward to is that we do have Jose Quintana coming back from injury. Right. Um, that's a guy we got this offseason who hasn't pitched at the major league level yet. Uh, lots of rehab starts, which, you know, that's something to look forward to. Um, but in terms of pitching, like, yes, Carrasco has been iffy and Peterson's picked it up. But you really got to just expect more and get more out of those those first two guys. You know, I know they're a bit older and the pitch clock may have may mess up a little bit. Not to blame that because they, they've been worse than just the pitch clock messing with them. But, you know, you saw in Verlander who just come off a of Cy Young. Max Scherzer is an all-time pitcher, most likely a Hall of Famer. You, you just got to get more out of those two. Yeah, you paid him a lot of money for that reason to be your your guys, and you know, for, especially for the postseason. They've had so much postseason success, and that's what the Mets are hoping for. But unless something goes down the second half of the season, they're they're not even going to be sniffing the playoffs. But listen, the wild card is still very attainable. The division, I would say, by far is out of reach with the way Atlanta has been playing. But the Mets are only I'm trying to think. Uh, was it seven games maybe out of the wild card spot right now? Seven so, games. So right now that does look like a big number because, you know, we, we were talking about the Angels and their five back and we think they're pretty much out of it. I think if the Mets can make some moves at this trade deadline, I think they can sneak in as the last wild card. But it really depends on how they manage it because I really think they need another starter, maybe someone, another guy for their bullpen. I know they just got Trevor Gott. Um, I really think they could use some pitching help before going into this, you know, going into this trade deadline and maybe get one more bat. They have to be ve- they have to be very active at this trade deadline to say the least. Yeah, and you know, we mentioned this in March. I'll mention it again as maybe like one last thing for the Mets. Um, the loss of Diaz as the ripples of that are still being felt. You know, we just don't have that ninth inning guy. And David Robertson's been great. He's been do, good, not get yeah. me, do not get me wrong, but he was supposed to be the setup piece for the best closer in baseball. Not to be our closer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. There's still a couple weeks left to the trade deadline. We'll see how active the Mets will be and who they maybe could add to potential playoff push. Um, We'll now move into the NL Central. And we would mentioned this team earlier and how fun they've been the last couple weeks, especially since Ellie De La Cruz got called up. How about the Cincinnati Reds right now? Playing some fun baseball right now on the season. Nine games over 500. They currently lead the NL Central. And this is with a team that is almost similar to what the Orioles are doing in terms of they're letting a lot of the kids play, a lot of youth on this team, and it's working to perfection as they've gone on a great stretch in the last couple weeks and now lead this division over a team like Milwaukee that pretty much had the division on hold for most of this first half of the season. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned all the young kids playing, which is, I think, a key to a successful team. But the return of Joey Votto, he's coming with a vengeance yeah. as well. He's been playing hearts. out of his mind since he got called up. And could it be because the Reds have a chance to do something in the playoffs and he's been in Cincinnati's entire career? Probably. But, Maybe. you know, like this team is just good and they're fun to watch. LED the crew stealing three bases and one at bat is. Something you just do not see every day, let alone maybe I mean, even once a season. About it. Had a cycle 15, 15, 16 games into his career. He's cracked. He's actually cracked. <laughs> and and that's not this, the steer the fact away from guys like Spencer Steer and Matt McLean and, other, and two other you know young players they have with this team who have also been really good this season for them as well. They're getting good contributions as well from Jonathan India. Um, 
TJ Friedel also has been really good, hitting over 300 for this team. And how about, um, try to think of his name, Andrew Abbott, another young guy they have on this team. 4-1 and one on the year in his, in his rookie season with a 2.380 ERA. The Reds have about four or five players that you could really make a case to win NL Rookie of the Year this year. They have all been really good for them. Uh, and also, I forgot to mention him. Uh, you mentioned Edward Diaz earlier. How about his brother, Alexis Diaz? He's been amazing for Cincinnati this season. A 2.03 ERA, one of the top leaders in saves with 26. The Reds are just getting good contributions all around. Yeah, I mean, I'm not to get back to Ellie. And he has very limited, uh, you know, plate appearances, but he is still batting over 300. Like, yeah. He's batting 325 like, as a rookie. That's insane to me. And if not for another rookie, which we'll get into when we talk about the NL West, he'd you could make a favorite. strong case that he'd be the absolute favorite to win uh, – I almost said Cy Young – but to win NL Rookie of the Year. He's just been that good for this team. Nuts. Overall, though, they're this—they're playing baseball the right way, in in my opinion. Like, I, and I think if they add a star, they're another team where I think if you add a starter at the trade deadline, who knows what could happen? In the postseason, anything is possible when it comes to a yeah. postseason run. I, I think that's been one of the big issues for the Reds on the season is their pitching, and they, you know, their quote unquote ace Hunter Green has been injured for most of the year. I think they need to go out and get someone on the trade market to get for that rotation because you can't be rolling out with guys like Graham Ashcraft for a potential postseason, you know, run. What about Luke Weaver? Another guy that's having a bad year. Uh, you can't be bad rolling out with guys of, with an ERA above six. You have to, They have to try something. They, they definitely have something with Abbott. I like what he's done. Hunter Green I like as well. I think they need to get out. They need to try to find that number three starter for this rotation. And if they could find someone at the trade deadline, that could help them, especially try to win this division. Agreed. Um, the rest of the division-wise, we'll talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, I mentioned it; they've been they were mo- they were mostly in first place for most of the year until this recent surge by Cincinnati. They've gotten some good contributions from guys like Christian Yelich, who's starting to look back into old Christian Yelich form from Milwaukee. He's hitting above two eighty on the year, but. Other than that, they just have not really been hitting the ball well this season. Only two other players are hitting above 260 on the season for them. They have not really been able to hit the ball at all this season. Corbin Burns has been all right for them this season. Not really the Cy Young numbers you would hope for out of a guy. Freddie Peralta has had his you know ups and downs in the year as well. But their bullpen is one of the better ones in baseball. I mean, you got Devin Williams, who has a great ERA at 1.89. Um, Joel Payams also has an ERA under two. So Milwaukee has the bullpen if necessary to make a postseason run. But unless they get a hitter or two at the trade deadline, I don't know how much noise they'll really be making this upcoming October. This upcoming October. Yeah, I think, you know, I think one, I I shouldn't say a soft spot, but William Contreras has been playing. I I wouldn't say as good as they expected. He's a great player, but, um, I don't know. I just think a guy like him, Brian Anderson, you know, even like Joey Weimer in the outfield, and Jesse Winker hasn't been playing that great either. Jesse Winker's got a 200 average. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I, I think Milwaukee just needs to go out and add. Uh, they got to add a bat or two. I think. I think your pitching is all right to get you to the postseason, but without any hitting, you really won't have a chance. And one of those teams, like the Mets, 
could easily jump on you, you know, jump up ahead of you in the wild card uh, race. So Milwaukee's going to have to be very active as well at the trade deadline. And then for the rest of the division wise, the Cubs, it looks like they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline. They had a good start to the season going into, you know, at the end of April. Kind of fell down since then. Looks like they're maybe going to be selling guys like Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman at the trade deadline. So it looks like they're still going to be trying to retool for future years. But there are some bright spots for, for Chicago nonetheless. Guys like Christopher Morrell have been really good for them on the season. So there's still maybe some bright spots for the Cubs overall. Um, same thing with the Pirates. They're another team that had a good April. Have not been the same since then. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they also try to sell out this trade deadline and just maybe try to fix this team because they have a young, fun team as well. Guys like Brian Hayes and when healthy, O'Neill Cruz. Those are two, you know, building blocks for your young core for this for this team. So we'll have to see what they do in the next couple of weeks. But the team I need to get into, and this is another team that has been very, very, very disappointing this year, the St. Louis Cardinals. Disappointing? This has been pathetic. One of the worst records in baseball, 38-52 at the All-Star break. For a team that you could have made a you know conversation for maybe making the World Series this year, um, certainly a lot of us picked them to win the division. We said we even said that we'd be shocked if they didn't. They're currently 11 and a half games out of the division race and 11 back in the wild card. They are further going further and further away. And now the trade rumors are starting to heat up with guys like Nola Arenado. Um, I don't know. The Cardinals are just another team that if you're a fan of them, you've got to be, vis- you got to be very frustrated with how they've been playing. Yeah. And you know, I mentioned William Contreras for the Cubs, but how about Wilson Contreras only batting two forty right now with 10 homers on the season. Yeah, you know that's a guy that they acquired to replace one of the best catchers that we've ever seen, and I just you know big shoes to fill, but I don't think he's come close so far. He's been he, he's been heating up a little late. It might not it might be all for nothing though. That's the yeah, problem. No. I, well, we I, could I, talk about we could talk about future New York Yankee Nolan Arenado if you if you guys want to. Uh, this here's what I'm saying. Arenado is still having a good season. It's just oh, not what you expect out of Arenado most yeah. of the time. And it's weird saying that considering he's still hitting like around 280 on the year with 19 home runs. He's still having a relatively good year. But with the contract coming up very soon for him, that's why he's up in trade talks right now. And I would not be surprised if he's one of those guys that gets dealt at the deadline. And the Cardinals are usually a team that's not known for selling because they haven't been in the spot and God knows how long. But with the way they play in this first half, that's probably what it's going to come down to. And guys like in the pitching staff, guys like Miles Mikolos maybe, or Jordan Montgomery, they could maybe be getting dealt as well just for the sheer fact that the Cardinals just need to revamp that, you know, their farm system. I like what Jordan Walker's done. He, I think he's been pretty good as long as he's not playing in the outfield because he can't play the outfield. Um, but I like what he's doing with his bat. He's had, he's had a really good season in terms of hitting, and that's a guy that they could build on for the next couple of years, but they really need to find some – younger talent because they have another issue in terms of, you know, they just haven't gotten much contributions outside of him from their farm system. And they really need to potentially find that. And I think if they're able to sell guys like Arenado, I don't think they sell Goldschmidt. I think they keep him for now, but I think the Carlos just need to try to blow it up and just re- rebuild. Yeah, I, I, think do you, do you guys, 
Do you think that Cardinals fans have ever heard the word rebuild and Cardinals no. in the same sentence in their entire no. lives? That's what I'm saying. I, I think I, this is going to be a first for a lot of St. Louis fans. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Then, I, especially during the 2000s. They were they were one of the best teams in all of baseball for the entire decades. The 2010s. Don't want to talk about it. Even, uh, I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. Even though Beltran should have swung. Um, yeah. Uh, I, they definitely haven't heard this scenario. And that's the reality that we live in right now. That's why I've said this season's been wacky overall. Cardinals were a team that you thought would be in contention. Hasn't happened. I mean, uh, just thinking about it, who's their youngest starting pitcher? The Cardinals? Is it Flaherty? Um, it might be. It's Flair. It's uh, no. It's um. They have a rookie, Matthew Libertor. Um, uh, but he got he got but he got brought up because Wainwright's hurt. Yeah. Okay. So their actual. So their day to day would be Flaherty at twenty seven. That's Flaherty has has been up and down this season too. He's been getting better, Phil. As his right. fantasy as his fantasy owner, he's been getting a lot better. <laughs> so yes, you have you have um, vested interest in him. Yeah. Yes, that they definitely. They gotta just get younger pitching like that. That's yeah, I mean, they just gotta get younger overall. Look at they've been they're still rolling with Adam Wainwright in the rotation, and well, that Wainwright, was because he wanted one more run. I know, but <laughs> Wainwright has it's just been awful this season. He's been one of the worst pitchers in all baseball. Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I don't know. That's the Cardinals are gonna be Wainwright, man. It, yeah. It's tough to see what happened to this man. They'll they'll be they'll be another team like the Angels to watch out for in terms of selling at the deadline, because I think it's very possible they do do that. Um, but there may be another team that also might be interested to know about, and we'll talk about them as we preview this next division, the NL West. Now, I won't get into that team just yet, but let's talk about some of the teams that are at the top of the NL West, starting off with a tie right now between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Arizona Dimebacks. Dimebacks have been very surprising this year, and that's, you know... You gotta get accustomed to their hitting. It's been one of their key spots of the year. You also gotta mention Zach Gallon is having a Cy Young season as well. But you look at some of their hitters in this lineup. Christian Walker's having another good season. Cattell Marte is having another good year. They got Lourdes Gurriel from the Toronto Blue Jays. He's been pretty good as well. But when you talk about this team, you gotta mention the rookie, probably the favorite to win NL Rookie of the Year right now. That's Corbin Carroll. He has provided such a huge spark. For this Diamondbacks team, he has 18 home runs going into the All-Star break with a batting average, I think, around 290. He's been amazing for them overall, and he's one of the biggest reasons why they've been in first place for most of this first half of the MLB season. Yeah, it, they are just Ryan the rookie, man. He is the heart and soul of that team, I feel like. He I mean, so like, hey, if, if, if you got it, you might as well use him. Like, well, he's been playing I, out of his mind. No, 100%. I just – he's just got so much energy, though. Like, I feel like they are thriving off the fact that he just – he's everything right now. He's batting great. He's a great fielder. And, I mean, then you look at the stars and Zach Allen's there. And, well, Kelly has been bad for them, too. Yeah. And he's, he's hurt right now, but he'll be coming back soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my issue for them is I think – they need to add one more pitcher, whether that be from the bullpen or the rotation. I think it's got to be a rotation. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, the bullpen has been surprisingly good, but they do they're doing it with a lot of guys that you wouldn't really expect to be good in that spot. Yeah. So you gotta get the credit in terms of that. I think rotation would probably be where I would lean towards, just because 
I have a trouble so naming playoffs. Right. I have a trouble thinking of who their number three starter would be for a postseason run. I, I Ryan Nelson, I guess, is an option. Tommy Henry, who's been a rookie for them, I think, this year, also is an option, but how reliable can that really be in a postseason potential run for this team? I think they just need to go out and get a number three starter if they want to have any chance. Because you look at the Dodgers, and now they're starting to play a really good baseball as of late. They got tied into the division just going into the All-Star break, and they're doing it with guys that, you know, have been very consistent all, all their careers. Freddie Freeman hitting above 300. Bookie Betts has 26 home runs on the year. J.D. Martinez has been a revelation this year for them with 22 home runs. a revelation. Clayton Kershaw is back to like. Hold on, you didn't. You didn't let me get there. You're just. You're just. You're bringing up revel. You're bringing up. You're jumping the gun, sir. I don't care. Clayton Kershaw is literally boring. All right, you go. You go ahead. You know what? Fine, I will. Go ahead. Clayton Kershaw could potentially win a Cy Young. He's not. I said potential. I said potential. There's no potential. He's hurt. He's he's not, and he was better last year. No, he was not. He was not better last year. He was better last year. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm seeing that he potentially can be back within the next week is what I just saw. He is cooking. Uh, Johnson is correct. He was better last year. Was he actually? 12-3, and 2.28 right? Wow. Okay. I'll shut the fuck up. Thank you. Uh, anyway... I'll go back to what I was trying to get there. I was trying to get to Kershaw and how the Dodgers rotation has been. I would say outside of Kershaw, I have had their ups and downs this year. Gonsolin hasn't been the same like he was last year. Urias has been kind of struggling due in terms of the pitch clock. He's been one of those guys that have been struggling because of it. Um, Syndergaard, let's just face facts, he's been horrible this year and is currently hurt. They lost Dustin May for the season, which is a big blow for them. I know. I, I had to bring it up. You know I had to. Uh, Bobby Miller's been good for them, though. He, the, another, you know, a young player for the once. The Dodgers actually have a, a nice young pitcher that have has helped them overall. And he could be a big factor into their postseason run. Their bullpen has been all right. I mean, Evan Phillips has been up and down the last couple of weeks, which kind of concerns me in terms of trying to win games in the later stretch. So I don't know if that maybe makes them go out and get a reliever at this deadline. I think they have to get a starter, though, just because of how bad Syndergaard's been. But they might be content with just rolling with guys like Kershaw, Gonsolin, and Miller and Urias for the postseason. I think that's perfectly fine. Um, And then I talked about some of their hitters also. I mean, Will Smith's having another good year. Peralta has looked like his old Diamondbacks form. He's been pretty good for them as well. Jason Hayward is hitting 250, which actually surprises me. He's actually having a good year as well. Um, so maybe the Dodgers go out and get a bat. I, I think maybe they go out and get bullpen help, but they could go out and get a bat. I think they'd still be fine. They're another team that, if they're able to make a run, they're another dangerous team. I mean, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, man. Like, regardless of the pitching, obviously, you know, missing guys like Kershaw is going to hurt. Syndergaard not being what he should be is going to hurt. Dustin May, that's not going to help. But when I mean, you got a lineup that consists of Freddie Freeman – you know, J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, they're going to score runs for you. Yeah. And, you know, they can only do as much as pitching can give up, but still, that is a fearsome lineup. Yeah. With, with season experience, I got to add. Yeah, no, I mean, 
they they've been trying to play a lot of you know younger players as well, guys like James Albin and Miguel Vargas. Hasn't really worked out for them as they would hope it would, but there's still a lot of time in their careers to you know figure it out. But like you said, the Dodgers are can always get into that position where they could win. October is where they usually struggle though, and that's obviously the name of the game. You got to win in October to win anything. So we'll have to see if they get back to winning a World Series. I know Andrew has his own conversation in terms of their own championship. I'm not going to bring that up. I'm sure he would if given the opportunity. Um, what, you mean the Mickey Mouse championship? There you go. Um, I'll try to go quickly into their final teams in this division. Um, the Rockies, I don't think there's really much explaining to them. They've been poor as they've been the last couple of years. The Giants have been pretty surprising despite missing out on guys in the free agency. They're currently holding one, holding down one of the wild card spots in the National League, but I don't know how much longer that will really be sustainable. I think if they don't get any hitting at this deadline, I think they're kind of in trouble. I like what Logan Webb has been doing for them. Cobb has been good for them as well. Uh, Camille Duvall out of their bullpen has been really solid. Um, Patrick Bailey has been pretty good for them as well behind the plate. Maybe they finally found the heir apparent to Buster Posey. Um, I just think overall the Giants are going to be Interesting to see how they do in the next couple of weeks because they could be one of those teams that are currently hold a spot in the playoffs and could easily just fall out of the race just because of how many teams are right behind them and how good those teams are. Yeah, and I mean, we saw it happen a couple of years ago where the Giants were the best team in baseball and everyone thought they're going to go all the way and then they fizzled out when it mattered most. So yep. this obviously isn't the same team. There's a lot of different names on here, but just re- maybe it's recency bias for me but the giants are one of those teams that i don't know if i can take seriously until they until they go all the way again yeah and they usually do with guys that maybe you haven't heard of or maybe are under the radar so maybe that's what they want to be in this current spot but i think without making a move with the trade deadline i don't think they really have much you know much of a chance in this postseason run could be completely wrong but the team i really need to get into before we go into our final topic of today's conversation, and that's the San Diego Padres. Another team that we thought had World Series expectations, could win it all, and they have just also been really, really playing some bad baseball in this first half of the season. And I try to figure out what really has been their problem. I, I think it's another thing where consistency has just been overall a huge issue for this team. And if they can't get that figured out in the second half, I wouldn't be surprised to say they maybe become sellers at the deadline, considering that the fact that Juan Soto is a free agent this upcoming season. So, Nick, I love how you said consistency, because if you take a look, if you put their stats, all of their collective stats, on a blank piece of paper, you would think this team is probably 10 or 11 games above 500. Right. It's the consistency. It's it's blowing the games. Um, it, it's losing those close games. Uh, Jake Cronenworth having a down year, Xander Bogarts mm-hmm. having a down year, down year, Manny Machado having a down year. This all can't last, though. They're eventually going to swing back the other way. And even though they may not end as strong as they want, I still think they're going to come back and make the playoffs. That's I think, prediction. I think they could definitely make the playoffs as well. too. I think with the talent they have, I don't see why you, you know, you can't consider making them a potential team to make the playoffs. I just think if something doesn't go right in the next couple weeks. There could be that conversation being made that maybe they just go out and sell a piece or two 
at this trade deadline and just say, you know what? They sell Juan they Soto. Missed out. If it, if that does happen, if they're in contention, even if they're like if they're like two or three games out of the playoffs, they're not going to sell. No, right. Um, if they're if if it's the same thing like a month from now, yeah, Juan Soto is going to be a Yankee or. Whatever. Because keep in mind, they're they're six games out of the wild card right now, so they're yeah, no, they're close. It's the, like they're not completely out, but the way the division's going, it looks like that seems to be out of the way for them. The wild card still there's a chance, but who knows? So. I think we'll have to see. They're going to be a team that's going to be very interesting to see where they go from here in the next couple of weeks, especially with the trade deadline coming up. But we'll go into now a final part of the conversation. Um, basically, we'll just look at a pre, you know, kind of predict what's going to happen in this second half of the season. Um, you know, you can look at each division. Is there any team that right now that is not in first place overall? And you can pick any team. You can pick one team if you want to do this or multiple. Is there any team or teams you guys think that is not currently in first place that can go out and win their division? Uh, Miami Marlins. That was complete bias. All right, fine. You want the, do you want the non-biased, like the real answer? Sure. You can, yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, Minnesota. Give me Minnesota. Uh, Jose Ramirez can't hold down the Cleveland Guardians by themselves. Real names are the Indians, and they're cursed now because of it. Uh, Shane Bieber sucks at this point of his career. Um, I think like I think one of the best players on this team besides Jose Ramirez is maybe a guy like Josh Naylor. And if Josh Naylor is your second best player, God help you. Um, he is right now, unfortunately. Yeah, like listen here. I mean, what pitching really exists outside of Savali uh, for the uh, Guardians? Well, McKenzie's been hurt most of the year. Yep. Bieber's been on and off. Yep. They had uh, Tanner Beebe, who was pretty good for a little bit. I, I couldn't even tell you who that is. <laughs> he's a, is he like a, he's a is he like a creative player or <laughs> he might as well be? Okay, so he's an NPC. Okay, uh, uh, but yeah, give, give me Minnesota. Uh, I'll give you my logic behind that. I think they can turn on the Jets. I think uh, if Correa can just rehab, yeah, listen, if Correa can just rehab his ankle, if Byron Buxton can learn how to steal again, uh, if okay. Ma- Michael A. Taylor picks it up a little bit with his. Uh, his consistency. If Joey Gallo can just go right above or even slightly below the Mendoza line, they're going to win this division. Okay. Uh, Russell Grayson? Uh, yeah, I can go. I'm going to pull out Johnson and say the Mets for obvious reasons. Um, but outside of that, I think I'm going to stick in the American League East, and I think I'm going to go – or stick in the American League, rather. I think I'm going to go Toronto. Um, I like Toronto. Okay. I, you know, Toronto, as it stands right now, is third in the AL East. They are – um, in the wild card picture, and like I said, this this roster is is just really really good. They got some decent pitching, you know. Only Alec Manoa is really the only shiner out of that, or the uh, the the dark spot out of that one, I should say. Right. Um, but George Springer's playing good. I feel like Vlad Guerrero, like he he's batting two seventy five, and I feel like people are saying that he's having a down year. Two seventy five is a good average, and. You know, he just won the home run derby, so I think he's going to be able to pick things up and kind of use that as a catalyst. Also, thank you, Brian McGraw, for that. For no no reason whatsoever. Uh, Continue. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, I I just think they're an all-around great team. And, you know, as Johnson alluded to with the Padres, you put these numbers down on a blank sheet, you think they can can, uh, make some noise. And, you know, there's a lot of baseball left to play, and I think that they're very close to the top. Uh, You got one, Grayson? I mean, I was really going to go Toronto. Now I'm trying to think of somebody else. I mean, Toronto's a good pick. You can go that, Toronto. That was, my ba- that was my backup pick. 
Yeah, I, I mean, the only other team that I would even consider is, like, the Astros. But are the Astros really that far out? Like, I, I wouldn't really... Oh, yeah, but at this I mean, point, I mean, they I are mean, they're playing from behind. A, Johnson picked the team with a half game, so, I mean, you can do whatever I, you want. I mean, I guess I'm going to go Houston. I, as much as I hate that team with a passion, they they have championship resume. Yeah, they're going to figure out how to get it together. As much as I hate to say it, I'm not that, that Houston's not my pick, but I agree with that. I think they're going to win the division just because they have the pedigree, and I think the way Texas has played the last couple weeks, it hasn't been encouraging to see. Maybe they yeah. pick it back up, but and listen, Jose Abreu is really picking it up now. Yeah, it's been starting to hit bad. Yeah. Like, man, yeah, the month of June has been really good to Jose Abreu. So if he yeah. could start picking this up a little bit more, oh, man. But you know what, too? Like, they haven't really been getting good pitching outside of Valdez. So, like, if they start getting better JP pitching. JP has been all right. I'd say been okay, but, yeah. like. No, I, I know what you're saying, though. You're going, what, two, one and a half starters? <laughs> like, that I mean, means- if Javier learns how to pitch, you have two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, and they could. I mean, you you lost Luis Garcia too to Tommy John. That also yeah, really like, was a big um, a big loss for them too. It was, but this is a team that I will. Um, I've learned that I'm never going to count them out. I they just find ways to find talent or find a good trade that magically works that shouldn't. Like, I'm probably picking them to win the division. I want Texas to win, but yeah, Houston. Uh, until they lose the division, I won't pick them to lose the division. Um, I'll make my short and simple. I want Baltimore to win the AL East because if the Yankees can't win it, then I want no one other than them to win it because I hate Tampa. I really can't stand the Blue Jays as of the last couple of years, and I everyone knows my opinion on the Boston Red Sox. So, I love what Your the Orioles are doing. Brian's favorite team as well. Brian loves will give you crap for that one. I hope he listens to that. Um, yeah, I think Baltimore, if they make some moves at the deadline, they're only two games back in the division. There's a good chance for them to maybe win it overall. I they just got to make the trade the trades for pitching. I think they have a really good shot. Yeah, man, and the young guys will bring energy. You know, I thought about the Orioles too for my pick. I, I like that a lot. Okay, so now, now we'll get into the fun part. Now we're gonna make based off of everything that's gone down in the first half of the season. Let's now make our picks for the awards and for the World Series. Now, the sidetrack, we'll go back to what we did at the beginning of the year. I had the Yankees and the Padres, not looking hot. Johnson had the Padres and the Blue Jays, not looking hot. Russell had the Mets and the Yankees, also not looking hot. And Grayson has the best pick, I would say, out of all of us with the Braves and the Astros. Even though it's kind of a safe pick. That's that's fair. That's fair. It was the safest pick. It was the safest pick. For sure. Now, let's go based off of what's happened in the first half. Do we have an updated World Series pick? And who would win the World Series in general? Uh, I'm going to stick with no. So you're saying I, with Braves and Astros? I, yeah. It, okay. It's tough not to. Now, do you have a pick between the two for who wins it all? I'm going with the Braves. I okay. just can't. I don't wow, a Braves fan is picking the Braves? Shocker. I, I don't want to see the Astros win. Either way, even if I wasn't a Braves fan, I wouldn't want to see the Astros win. Fuck the Astros. Alright, someone has it on tape that he's admitting he's a he's a Braves fan. We, have, I mean, we, we, we all knew this though. Um, <laughs> let's 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 not get sidetracked. Let's go into whoever wants to make their next pick. Uh, I'll, I'll, to you. All right, I'll go for it. Um 
So I'm going to change both of my picks. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to have to agree with Grayson on the Braves. I there's there's no team better than the National League. They're they're just too good. Um, but you know, I like what Texas is doing. You know, even oh. if they don't win the division, I think they'll be in the wild card. Um, and I, they they've shocked me, and I want them to keep surprising me. So uh, I'll go. Uh, Braves, Texas, but I don't think they're going to go all the way. I think uh, Atlanta wins. Okay. So Russell, this could be good for you because you could be mushing the Braves into oblivion. That might be that might be the best you know strategy going into this. I mean, if you think about it, it's a win-win. You know, if <laughs> if I mush and the Braves lose, okay. then Degrom gets a ring, and if I don't mush them, then I was right. Now I'm only la- <laughs> I'm only laughing because I saw what Johnson just put down for his pick because we have a Google sheet to document what our picks are, and I would like Johnson oh. to take the four unless he wants me to go before he makes this file his uh, decision. I don't know. Would you want me to go now because Russell stole my pick with one of them? I'll hang up and listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, all right. So I don't like. I, I don't want to see uh, large market teams win. I want to see the world burn. So I'm going to also pick the Texas Rangers, and I'm going to pick the most uh, sought after fan base in the world, yep. the Miami Marlins. Uh, I have a. I I don't have any financial uh, incentive besides having a Marlins future at plus ten uh, plus ten thousand for fifty dollars, and I'm, that's going better every day to win the World Series. Uh, so if they win, I win five grand. So uh, that's my pick. Miami Marlins winning the World Series over the Texas Rangers because I had won five thousand dollars. <laughs> I can't hate it. That's the worst part. I don't either. <laughs> now, I respect. I respect that. Now, for me, I hate to say it. I think Houston's going back there because I think they'll get it going together in the second half. Now, my NL winner is where it gets interesting because. You could easily pick a case for the Braves and the Dodgers. But I feel like everyone wants the fun pick. And I'm going to say it, and I don't care. I want to see the Cincinnati Reds in the World Series. I'm cool with that. I don't. I'm telling you right now, it it won't happen. But I want to see it. I love what this team is right now. I just think they're one of the most fun. I've never said this about a Cincinnati team in a while. Or ever. They're just so fun to watch right now. They make me want to watch Reds games. I never thought I'd say that in my entire lifetime. That's how fun they are. I want to see them play on the biggest stage. Um, unfortunately, I think they're going to lose the Astros. As much as that pains me to say that. So, I have Houston winning. Um, then we'll go into each award for AL and NL MVP. For the AL, most of us have Shohei Otani. I want the record to show I was going to pick Shohei Itani, but I didn't want to mush him, so I took Julio Rodriguez. Obviously, that's not working. I I did you all a favor. Um, I'm pretty sure we're all the consensus Otani's going to win MVP. Yeah. Oh, for AL MVP? I was actually thinking that uh, Aaron Hicks had a chance. Uh, Okay. I'm going to put you down for that and make sure that's uh, not good. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, you said it. I said he has a chance. I didn't say he was actually going to win it. It's a <laughs> horrible chance. Um, we'll now go to the National League. This one could be a conversation. I think there is a clear-cut favorite, but you could make a case for one other player, I think, in the National League to win the MVP. 
Um, I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to say it's Acuna. I think Mookie has a great case. But with the way the Braves are playing right now, considering how he's been playing overall in the year, hitting over 330 with 41 stolen bases, over 20 home runs, Acuna is just having an unbelievable year. Yeah, I mean, Nick, it's really hard to disagree with that. I believe I picked Mookie you Betts did. in the so preseason. You took, you took Acuna. I took Acuna? Yeah, so the picks we had, I had Juan Soto, Johnson had Trey Turner, you had Acuna. You had you you were debating between the two, but you decided to take Acuna. And then Grayson took Pete Alonso. Tough scenes. Yeah, sorry about that, pal. Uh yeah, I mean <laughs> You should be you should be not being sorry about that. You should be upset with him. I I mean, what are you gonna do? It's not much I'm a Mets fan. I'm 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 a Mets fan, man. It's just one of those things. I, I'm, all I'm gonna say is I can't wait for Johnson to make this to say Luis Arias. I can't wait. And as I said that, he is documenting it down. Go ahead, Johnson. I want you to make your case. Yeah, I'm never gonna have an opportunity to do this again in my lifetime. So give me Luis Arias. And the backup winners could be Jorge Soler, also known as the Soler system. Soler system. Okay. All right. I'm not even gonna ask Grayson. I know what's Acuna. I just needed Johnson to point out that he picked Luis Arias, who did have a case to be, to win uh, All Star Game MVP. He did definitely oh, have a case. No, no. That was funny. Um, next award we'll go into is now the Cy Youngs for each lead. Let's start off with the American League Cy Young. Who do we think is going to win Cy Young going into the second half? Uh, I, as much as I hate this man, it's Garrett Cole. Ooh. Okay. I thought he was over an overpaid bum, according to you. He is an overpaid bum. Well, he's an, an overpaid, overpaid bum, bum according over- to you, that's going to win Cy Young. He, he's, yep. a, he's allowed to have a good year occasionally. He should. He with the amount of money he's making, he should be. Uh, he's going to piss me off. Just someone go next. Uh, I'm not going to change my pick. I had Framber Valdez. Uh, I I had him. I called it at plus 2,200, and yep. I didn't bet on him. So that's L on my on my is, part. But if he does end up winning, right now. I'm going to be in shambles. So I hope it doesn't uh, happen, so I'm not in shambles. Nick, who do I have for him regularly? I had DeGrom, right? You had Jacob DeGrom, unfortunately. Yeah, that's at the fucking window. <laughs> uh, you have the you know, discreet uh, you know, pleasure of being the first one incorrect with your picks. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Who is to say what would have been? I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with uh, Shane McClanahan, though. Okay. Ooh, I like it. He's, okay, had, yeah. he's had a good year. Just needs to say healthy. I definitely butchered the spelling of his name. I don't care. Um, who? I, I, a part of me wants to take Garrett, but Grayson took him, and now I immediately don't want to take him because he's going to get mushed. So for few, few, for sure, mushing at power hours, I'm going to go with Valdez as well. And I hope now he gets blown up in the second half of the season. Oh, thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Do you have him in fantasy? I do not. Oh, okay, so you don't care. That's all right. Um, then we'll go into NL Cy Young. Who do we think is going to win the National League Cy Young this year? I'm going to stick with my original pick and lock in Zach Gallon. He is the betting favorite right now. He's a monster, and I still wish he was a Marlin. But I do love Jazz, so I won't complain that much. You like Jazz? That's true. You like? Um, I'm gonna go Spencer Strider with mine. I think- I like that one. He was my backup. 160 Ks at the at the All Star break. He he's been un, he's been nothing short of amazing for this team, and especially if they have the best record in baseball at the end of it all. 
I don't see why you wouldn't give him the award. Gallon's going to make a sure case to win it himself. And I think when Kershaw comes back from injury, he'll also have a case as well. I just would. I just think Strider should win it. That's definitely fair. Um, I kind of want to stay. I want to go with Kershaw. I, I need that man to get healthy. Huh? Um. Well, I'll say it again. Um, my pick is at the fucking window. <laughs> I mean, at least this pick is still healthy. <laughs> yeah, at least this guy is still pitching and could, like, make well, a case for, for, like, fourth. Well, for your case, you would hope so. Yeah, for my case, I'm praying so. Um, for, but... for information, for our picks for the Cy Young, I had Zach Wheeler at the beginning of the season. Johnson had Zach Gallen. Russell had Justin Verlander. And Grayson had Corbin Burns. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, um... But Nick, I'm gonna have to agree with you um, with Spencer Strider. Right, I see what you're doing. Do it's it. a little mush, but also like the last like five starts he had Let's before see. the All Star break, he his K per nine was oh, it's a bit absurd. Was through was through the roof. So That's if he's able to keep that up, which he's shown to be able to do, I I, I think. It's, it's, I think it's a two-horse race between him and Gallen, but I think Strider's going to edge him out at the end of the season. But that's what you want to do. This is why it's the mushy hour. You can either do it because you want – you could see it happening or you do it because you want it to not happen and mush that player into oblivion. So that's fine. I, I respect it. Now, the final award we're going to is the Rookie of the Years. Now, we did not make a pick at the beginning of the year for each of them. So based off of what's happened in the first half, this could be – a quick, you know, discussion about these two rookie of the years. We'll go into the AL first. Who do we think is going to win AL rookie of the year? I'll lead this off. I've kept them on my fantasy team. I drafted them last year. Josh Jung. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's the yeah, guy yeah. for Texas. Uh, started the All-Star game? Ba- yeah, started the All-Star game. I'm off a couple other Rangers. Uh, absolutely kills baseballs. And uh, overall, just a, a very likable guy. So I think he, this is his award to lose right now. Okay. I think I'm going to go with uh, Matsutaka Yoshida out of Boston. Okay. Guy's just on base every like all the time. On he, base, yeah, on base, yeah on base machine. All right. Well, I guess I'm up. Uh, sure. I'm going Gunnar Henderson. I like the Gunnar. I, I like all of these picks, by the way. I, I do yeah, like... like uh, it's really hard to pick a bad one out of the top three. Like, they're all... They've all been so good. Now... I could make the case and just say, you know what? I'm going to go with the same pick. But. Pick Anthony Volpe. Let me get to it. Ever since this man (laughs) ate some chicken parm, he's been cooking. I want some Anthony Volpe. Give me it. Screw it. I love it. I love the pick. Jonathan could have let me finish it. Damn it, man. (laughs) Story of my life. Anyway, and our rookie of the year. Who do we have for that one? Um, Is it not a clean sweep? For Corbin Carroll. Well, you can make the case for someone else. Uh, so I will say this is how I'm going to start off because I'm going to pick Corbin Carroll. But yeah, I, I think that Ellie De La Cruz got called up a little bit too, too late. late. Yeah, That's the issue. So I think if yeah. he got called up like a couple of weeks beforehand. I, I think he, the he, only way Corbin doesn't win. I didn't mean to cut you off. I think the only way he doesn't win is if he goes down with an injury and Ellie just goes way off after that. <laughs> I don't think. I, listen, I think if he goes down, if Corbin up. Carroll, 
if, if Corbin Carroll gets injured right now and Ellie De La Cruz doesn't even go off, he discontinues what he's doing, it's going to be Ellie De La Cruz. But um, barring yeah. injury, it's going to be Corbin Carroll. But barring injury or a major meltdown, it's going to be Corbin Carroll. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming Grace has got the same. Russell, do you, I'm assuming you're also the same? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to go the same. I would have to I mean, obviously, just like, just for a little bit of conversation, I think I'm going to go with like a, a dark horse. Uh, Francisco Alvarez, just you know, oh, just because yeah. he's a just because he's a Met. Yeah, he's having a very especially good year, catcher. especially for a catcher. Yeah, and only twenty one years old, uh, so room to grow for him. But yeah, Corbin Carroll is lights out. Um, uh, for for sake of Corbin Carroll not getting injured, and I'm gonna make sure that doesn't <laughs> happen. I'm just gonna take Ellie De La Cruz so that nothing happens to this poor kid. I don't want to see him go down because if all four of us take him, something bad's gonna happen. So I'm doing it. I'm doing this for you, Corbin. Just thank oh. me later. Thank me in your acceptance speech. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, oh. but before we wrap up, the last thing I want to get into: trade deadline's coming up. There's been rumors and speculations already about some players going on the move. Do we all have one potential trade deadline scenario that could happen? And if you had a player in mind, where do you think they will go when if the, when the trade deadline happens? Um, yeah, I can start with this one. I've had a player in mind since... You could do it for your uh, team, too, if you want to do it like that. Like if you um, want to do it for the Mets, you could do that, too. It's up to you. No, I mean, I'm hoping that the Mets aren't really in a position to be selling at least hopefully we're on the other side of things right. um first selling though um i can see stroman heading to baltimore okay i like that i'll mark that down Marcus stroman to ball i like that a lot uh, i think I-, I think honestly for everybody else i'm sorry to cut you off johnson i think if any of us really name like a player from one of the bottom three teams and either of the centrals it, it's a pretty good chance i feel like oh, those it- teams are Oh, I'm about to follow up on that. Uh, what do the Marlins need? What do the Marlins need? The Marlins need a catcher. Uh, ever since getting rid of JT Real Muto, they've been uh, renting people. Jorge Alfaro sucked. Jacob Stallings sucks. Uh, Nick Fortes, <laughs> he's young, but he Who sucks. Who the fuck is that? Exactly. <laughs> so get what li- they need is they need Diaz. a. They, they, I'm getting there. Hold on. They okay. need a veteran catcher. Okay. They need a veteran catcher who had a down year, but he's oh. kind of coming back up. Give me Yasmani Grandal, the White Sox catcher. Ooh, I like that. It's a more, yeah, I, think it's a, it's I think it's a it's very a attainable. Move. I think it's a very oh. obtainable uh, piece, and he offers uh, hitting. He can hit home runs. He's still got uh, some power left in him. Um, and especially from – he would be a massive upgrade, even though he's kind of hitting for average right now. He'd still be a massive upgrade to a position that pretty much doesn't exist in in the uh, Marlins rotation right now. So he'd be a, a welcomed addition. Okay. Grayson, you want to go? go? Uh, it's up to you. If you want me to go, I have an idea. Um, I have somebody I think that could definitely be on the move. I'm looking at Lucas Shield, you know. I I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to um, between the Rangers and the Orioles. Like, I really wouldn't be surprised to see him go either place. I, I'm going with the Orioles because I want them to add that extra starter. I want to see them win. Right. Um. I mean, the White Sox are a travesty. Still can win the division. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which Which will not happen, but, but that's besides the point. Um, I actually just think Giulio needs a fresh start. Like, oh, yeah. Anyone on the White Sox team needs a fresh start. 
<laughs> Fair enough. They need, they need to get the hell out of there, man. Yeah, Luis Robert, I'm, um, t- I'm talking to you especially. Get the hell out of there. Yeah. Julio's an independent free agent, too. Like, he's he's got to get out of there, and I want him to go somewhere where he's got the potential to win. I've always been a Lucas Giolito guy. I want to see my man succeed. See, I wanted to talk about Nolan Arenado because I think he's going to get dealt. I'm having a hard time of picking a destination for him because I don't think he'll get traded in the NL. I think it would happen in the AL. Um, I'm going to play a safe one, and I'm going to do it for my own purpose because the Yankees really need hitting right now. And I'm not sure when Aaron Judge will come back. I don't know if they'd be able to get both of them, but at least get one of these two guys. I think they could either get Cody Bellinger and or they can get a guy I've been wanting for a couple of years now, Ian Happ. I think one of those guys would help very much for this team. I'm going to pick Cody Bellinger just because of his dad used to play for the Yankees, so it would be kind of a fun storyline um, if he went back to the – if he would go to the Yankees, the team that his dad played for. And he's exactly what the Yankees re- need right now. They really need someone in that lineup that can provide some offensive production, and they need an outfielder. They've been having a lot of issues in left field all season, and I think Bellinger could easily help them with that defensive, you know, all those defensive mishaps they've had and all their offensive struggles. I think that'd be perfect because I think we're all in agreement. I, you know, Russell and I both made a trade with the Cubs, but I think the Cubs are just going to be selling. And if you're able to sell a former MVP, the Yankees, I think they have to try to pounce on that and try to fix that roster. Plus, he's a lefty bat. Short like, porch. That was just a short porch. Like I just feel like. That. But I would I like Ian Happ too. Switch hitter. I wouldn't mind either one. I don't care if it, I don't care which one of the two it is. Just get one of them. We Plus, just, the Yankees have a a long history of trading with the Cubs. It feels like, and I really don't think it exactly. And I don't. don't and I really don't think it would be. A very it wouldn't yeah. cost as much. It will cost you something, but it won't cost you a guy like a J Dom if you're gonna get Juan Soto or something like that. Which yeah. I'm just gonna say it's not out of the possible realm of possibility the Padres suck in the second half, but we'll see. That's I mean, honestly, that this way the Yankees aren't gonna call J Dom anyway. Might as well trade him. That's the that's the all right. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. He'll be in San Diego. What? Just think of it that way. Uh what's the beef? But before we wrap up tonight's show, um, any final thoughts about overall this first half of the season and what to look forward to in the second half? Nothing uh, really besides nothing. the fact that I decided to have a perfect bracket and not play it. That was true. Grayson <laughs> did have a perfect bracket for the home run derby, but did not have an MLB account to submit said bracket. So he got Tough bamboozled. Tough scenes. He did get bamboozled. Oh. Only me. Only my luck. And what happened to you? But, listen, NFL and college football season is not far okay. away. You know we're going to be making some picks for the season. Now Those were fun times last season. We're almost coming up to the one-year anniversary when we first started the show. So, it's been a very fun first year for us, almost. And I'm sure there's more memories to be made here on the All Guests No Break Sports Show. And I'd like to thank Russell Gaudet for joining us once again. He joined us yes. on our first couple episodes of the MLB, and we're glad to have him back. And I hope you had a good time tonight. Yeah, I always do coming on here. It's only my second time, uh, but I have a lot of fun every time I come on here. So happy to be back. You know, you're always welcome, more than welcome to come back whenever you feel like it. We'll be sure to send you the invite whenever your schedule is available to us nonetheless. 
Yeah, let's do some postseason baseball come September. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. Ooh, spicy. That, that's uh, we know how the postseason gets for MLB. It is always a spicy time, but that's how the first half of this season has been. I'm sure that's how the second half will be as well. But that is going to do it for this week's edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show as we wrap up the first half of the MLB season as well as the All Star Weekend and now look into the second half of this season and see what will happen as a whole and see who will come out as potential division winner, winning the American League and NL, respectively, winning their respective awards, and overall winning a World Series championship. So we'll have to see how the second half plays out, and we'll see you back in September and October as we will look back and you know go into this year's postseason matchups. I am Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson, Grayson Chiefy G. Marino, and Russell Gaudet for this week's edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend.